0: one-week season.
1: Week season weekend review show. I'm your host, Todd Burrows, and I will be joined in a moment by Mark Garcia, a man who played lineups this week. And we will be going through our process as we do each week, reviewing it and trying to do better. And now let me bring in a man who thinks the one in one week season is named after him, Mark Garcia. Hilo, how are you?
0: Oh my God, how do we make it to week 14? And that was the first time hearing that one. That was the obvious one. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) The one nuts, I mean, week season. The one
1: nut season. (laughs) So I got to be honest. um, You know, the FFPC's best ball uh, regular season ended week 13. So I focused a little less, you know. Uh, my, uh, once the game started, I was really f- more focused on best ball than DFS. But I did have my first sweat in quite a while. I finished like thirty or fortieth in in the flea flicker, um, and I broke even. So uh, not not Woo-hoo! great. And uh, but you know, I I got uh, again. It was kind of frustrating because I got a lot of things right. But I didn't get everything right, and uh, so we'll try again this week. But um, how, how you know now that it's week fourteen, my friend? How did your best ball go? Uh,
0: like eighteen percent advance rate, so a little over double,
1: double the. Field. Well, that's that's basically expe- expectation is seventeen, right? Eight and a half yeah. times two. Um. But that's okay because there's, you know, a lot of people who didn't get that. Um, I had um, 24% in FFPC overall, 29% in lineups without a partner. Um, so that was pretty good, and then um, I did better than I thought I was going to do. Um, I lost out on one by a point, but I still got eleven of thirty-one through, which is like thirty-six percent. Twenty-five percent is average because three out of twelve make it in the FFPC. Yeah. So to get, um, you know, thirty-five percent through was uh, was very encouraging, and it, it it leaves me basically only needing one, maybe two teams to be profitable out of those 11 to get to the next round, and then it, it'll be free roll. Um, yeah. and it's all convoluted because out of 131, I only drafted myself somewhere around half of those, but I had money deals in there and it's a whole convoluted thing, how I get to break even. But yeah. Um, of the 11 teams and, and I only uh, out of, Todd from PA was like 45 out of 131, but it's six out of 11 of my teams that made it through. So, um, oh, okay, you know, pretty good. And then in draft, I have a, an exactly 30% pass-through rate um, and DK two of seven. So that's like, so literally almost everything with 30% in best ball. Now I'm hoping that I can get that magical ticket to the top, uh, Mark. That one, man. All we need is that one. That one. The one that would be lonely because there's not two. The one, the one nut wonder. Well, I need a one nut wonder. So <laughs> let's 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 uh you know, I need my own personal Mr. Fun Size lineup. Um so Let's talk about um, the number one thing. And you and you know, we had our talk on Saturday, and so much of it we agreed upon this week. And often we don't. Yeah. But this week we did. We both were on Taysom Hill. We were both on Taysom Hill with Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, it got there late. It got there yes. in an unlikely way, but it did get there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like, it was very obvious that so much of the expected production from uh, New Orleans against a a, a horrendous Jets run defense was going to run through those two guys. So um, on a week where there was, you know, obviously not a lot of certainty, it made sense for me uh, to just capture, you know, the, the three, hopefully touchdowns on the ground uh, between those two. And it, it wouldn't have, you know, we, we wouldn't have left this week surprised if like both Kamara and Taysom Hill went over a hundred yards too. So that actually, you know, reduces one of the touchdowns that you would have needed from uh, that pairing. But uh, yeah, I liked the, the, the safety, the certainty, the floor, whatever you want to call it um, of that pairing this week.
1: And I talked to you a little bit about this and it didn't work out. Um, I about 30% of my, um, I made sure that 30% of my Taysom lineups had one of the New Orleans wide receivers, and I allowed Alvin Kamara to be in those lineups too. I thought if if things really went well, and let's face it, I mean, it didn't, right? He looked terrible in the first half. His hand is broken, and he looked like a broken-fingered quarterback for most of the game. Um, So I did that. You were not on that as much. Um, The other thing that I did um, at quarterback, you know, so my whole thing this week, Mark, was I really liked that San Francisco Cincinnati game. Mm -hmm. I really liked Jamar Chase. and, And the point was that I wanted a lot of Taysom and Cam Newton, who had the highest chance on the slate of Crushing. Um, I didn't want them correlated with their own team very much, but what really killed me this week uh, was that a couple of the running backs, who, you know, you know, I didn't have a, a ton of anyone running back, but most of my good teams seemed to have uh, uh, Antonio Gibson, and uh, I can't tell you how disappointing that was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like uh like kind of the theme of the week was the field is going to, you know, have a lot more certainty than there was this week and running back really, it was the first slate in, you know, three or four weeks where the clear chalk was bad chalk and then it didn't hit. So I was like, you know, we talk about like good chalk, bad chalk, whatever, whatever, however you want to kind of break that in your mind. But um, yeah, the, the, most of the, the top ownership at the running back position completely fell flat on space outside of really Camara.
1: Yeah, I came in 44th in the flea flicker and my two running backs were Dante Foreman with 14 points and Antonio Gibson with five. So yeah. the rest of my lineup, I mean, if I had gotten something there, I only finished you know, like 15 20 points from the championship, you know, from winning. I had Josh Allen with Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Palmer, and we'll get to him in a minute. Uh, I had uh Jamar Chase with um Mike, uh, no, I had Mike Evans with Beasley, and I had Jamar Chase. Who was the huh? I don't see, I thought I had someone. From that game with him, and I guess I didn't. But Mark Andrews was in that one, Mike Evans yeah. and the Titans defense. So it, it's kind of frustrating. But there was, you know, my Millie Maker lineup had uh, Fournette and Jacobs at running back. My other Millie team had Jacobs and Kamara. I'm trying to look for another. You know, that team here's a here. My, I had a play action team with 191. <laughs> but that did have Foreman and, uh, and Javante. So, um, yeah, I mean, running back was a a tough week. There was a lot of things. I think what we did this week was right. It just didn't, um, work out the way we wanted. I know you were on Palmer and Guyton because of everyone being on Eckler and Williams. I was too, I had about 20% each of those two. And boy, I wish I had even more.
0: Yeah, that uh that was my one of the top leverage spots on the slate because you know, the field was so certain that the the production and the snap rates and, and all that, you know, want you want to talk about what happens when your you know your top playmaker is out of the lineup. Um, the field was so certain that it was gonna fall on Eckler and it was gonna fall on Mike Williams. And it was very very not clear but and not easy to me to see, but like very Logical and you know methodical to to think through what is most likely and Eckler and Mike Williams were most likely to not see their role really grow. Um, who were? It was you know Jalen Guyton, Joshua Palmer, and possibly Donald Parham. I threw him in there just as a you know we don't know if if the Chargers are going to run increased twelve personnel they could, uh, but we'll see. And, and he did really didn't see his role grow. Um, it was, it was Palmer and Guyton and, you know, each of them hit on, you know, I think it was Palmer led the team in targets. Guyton hit that big 50 plus yard touchdown, uh, at the end of the first half. So yeah, it was, that that uh, throw was insane. Oh dude, he was running laterally and basically just like had a second to square while he's got a hand in his face and launches it 59 yards downfield. It was incredible. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, that was definitely <laughs> something, um, and it was frustrating again. I ended up with a, a, a very large amount of George Kittle, um, but just not in the right lineups. Um, two weeks in a row, Mr. Kittle, uh, I know you were on Travis Kelsey, but I extended that to all the high-priced uh, wide receivers, yeah, uh, tight ends. I pretty much faded every lower-priced tight end except for Ricky Seals-Jones um that didn't work out but uh, uh, going high price tight end i think is something we both identified as a way to uh, be different and quickly and efficiently pass on the field and in lineups if you had jamar chase at 6900 the lowest he had been with george kittle it came you, you know you, you had a pretty good chance of having some good lineups
0: yeah, that's why we spent 20 minutes on the uh, Saturday Inner Circle podcast on tight end because that was the the clearest spot outside of the Chargers where you could generate leverage smartly this week. So yeah, uh, I had 100%. Did you cover that a lot on the uh,
1: pod? I, <laughs> I didn't <record>
0: <laughs> For all the listeners, Todd was texting me at like every minute on the minute from minute like 15 of tight end coverage to like minute 20 of tight end coverage. And I was just over there like, trying to read his text and continue talking more about tight ends and just chuckling to myself. So
1: Well, I basically
0: was saying enough
1: on the tight ends already. It's going to be a three hour podcast. You, you were like getting, and I could, and when I first texted, it was like you had covered it twice, the low end tight ends. And then I hear you, you know, sometimes I fade in and out a little and I hear you starting up on Hooper
0: again. I'm like, no, I wanted to make sure that I covered. all. That's what,
1: that's why I should be, in every podcast of yours, so that I can
0: just like nip it, you, 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 you know, Stop it's it. like nip it, like Caesar um, Milan, just like to my neck. Yes, it's
1: like, uh, it's like, all right, you know, point me, ma- you know, and and I and I had nothing against the point you were making. It was yeah. that you were about to make it for the third time.
0: But that third time, man, that's what people need. It's the hear. charm. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, you know, when you give content, it, it is, you know, sometimes you do feel the need to repeat yourself so that people actually get what you're saying because it's amazing how often when you give content people come to you and say, "I did what you said." And you're like, "Oh, what did you do?" And and they tell you and you go, "Yeah, that's not what I said." <laughs> it was like, I mean, the the the, uh, the the there are elements of what I said in there, but you missed some key points. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and it's a uh, it's a delicate that, that, line. That, that's, delicate a, balance. that's a great way. Insult insult the listeners, Todd. Um,
0: <laughs> it's a def- delicate balance. So that was obviously- a big
1: game, and then the other the other situation that I I was um, you know and uh, what killed me is not having enough Tyler Lockett, and the reason I got off yeah. that was. Because I felt that that, you know, originally I wanted to have Seattle and I wanted some Russ. But as I've gotten down to about 100 lineups, I, I, you know, I wanted 40% Taysom Hill. So I really had uh, a chance to leverage him in a a lot of different ways. And I had 17% Dak and I had 17% Cam. There just wasn't room. And I wanted to have at least a little of Josh Allen and Brady. So, Russ got the squeeze. And so, yeah. and because I did that, I, I didn't, you know, I just didn't feel good about a correlation piece with Lockett. But I think that from a process standpoint, when you're playing the Jets or Houston, you know, a, a little bit of ownership shouldn't scare you off. And I got scared off uh, with Lockett. And I do think that was a mistake on my part.
0: Yeah. I had played Lockett naked, uh, three weeks in a row. And, uh, now that the ownership came up a little bit, it wasn't, you know, overbearing ownership, but it came up a little bit. Um, and so I chose to prioritize Jamar chase over Lockett as another guy who has that, like that same similar ceiling, uh, but the same scary floor. Um, I prioritized him because of game environment and, um, Tyler Lockett was the one guy who on, like, Sunday morning after waking up and, like, sleeping on the slate and, like, getting my thoughts all together, he was the one guy who I was like, I know I'm fading him and I'm scared to death about it. Um, and then obviously he had a yeah.
1: great I, I feel like Chase was, you know, he scored 25 points and he dropped the tu- – not dropped, but um, he had another touchdown that got overturned because he dropped it um, mm-hmm. just a little bit you know, one more touchdown, that, that would have been 10 more points. So um, I think Chase was a great play, but I do think that completely just leaving Seattle up to chance was a mistake. Yep. you. All right. So um, what am I missing that we, that, I mean, we talked about big, Oh, Denver D you were big on Denver D.
0: How'd that play out? um played out pretty well i mean they were one of the i don't know like fifth or sixth in scoring um but they they put up like 10 or 11 points something like that something like um higher median what we would have expected in that spot but there were just like five other defenses that went absolutely ham um and it was like they weren't yep. needed on this week they weren't a differentiator because all these defenses put up like uh 12 to 18 points something like that
1: and I had a good bit of the Cowboys. I had a good bit of the chiefs. Um, so that that was good. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out exactly as we hoped. Um, let's see. from a running back perspective, um, you and I were both on Hubbard uh, a little bit, and that didn't you know that didn't pan either.
0: No, he was outsnapped by Amir Abdullah uh like who scored no points. Zero snapped, points.
1: Yeah. Abdullah. Uh, I had Abdullah in a season long league and 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 we ended up winning a main event team with him getting five points.
0: Yeah, dude. That uh, the Cam and the Panthers looked great. They on the first two drives, like they were targeting Cam was targeting DJ Moore. Um everything was flowing. Then like DJ Moore didn't have another catch the entire game. Cam was throwing picks and it was a mess. Oh uh, Yeah, it was uh, – Cam is very – He doesn't have an arm left. Yeah, it's – I mean, I he, think- you know, he's, he's – I mean, the last
1: couple of years you've seen him, like, try and get, you know, like, gyrate his body to try and develop <laughs> yeah. some torque. But yeah, this weekend it was like herky jerk. He was trying so hard. And I, I just can't play him anymore. I, yeah. I just – it's it's too risky, which means he's going to
0: win someone a million
1: dollars this week.
0: I was just going to um, say the, the floor on Cam is a lot lower than than the field is going to realize for at this point in his career. Yeah,
1: um, we, we we both were off of Hunter Renfro, and look, the the dude's a freaking unicorn. Um, it, it's, yeah. it's 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 amazing. I I certainly have a lot of him on draft and best ball that I'm hoping. Well, uh, you know, I I remember uh, some of my friends laughing at me, and I'm like, you know, remember when on underdog wide receivers were going crazy? Yeah, and you know, literally by the time you got to the fifteenth round, it was pure speculation. I started taking him, and then in the eighteenth round, Kendrick Bourne, and Mm -hmm. and people were laughing at me, and I'm like, these guys, they're going to be on the field, you know. At this point, what am I taking? D. Eskridge and you know, there was all these speculative guys. And that's one of the things that I definitely am going to talk about in uh, offseason best ball is that people underestimate uh, floor in their late round best ball picks.
0: Yep. I've been preaching that for a few years now. And uh, to the much to the dismay of all the other high stakes guys out there, <laughs> look, at, look at the Hardway League and I get laughed at every time I mention floor. That word is just like taboo. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't have floor.
1: Um I also had some Brandon Ayuk. Um I had a good bit of Manny Sanders. I thought he was great leverage on the field and he got hurt. So that didn't work out. Um and Terry McLaurin put up a zero.
0: Yeah, that's uh he, he got concussed on a, a really really insane effort play came down and and bonked his noggin. Yeah. But he was, I mean, that was like this late second, early third quarter, something like that. It was like already in the second half of the game and he already still had a zero. So.
1: Yep. And, and really none of the cheap guys at at running back got there.
0: Yeah, it was. So running back sucked. I was, I had so many hits this week, obviously with Taysom Kamara, um, with Jamar Chase, with, uh, uh the but Jeff Wilson was a bomb yeah
1: the uh, Chargers Godwin equals week age Jamar Jefferson I mean yeah. you name the you you name the cheap running back and they just you know the the, the cheapest running back who hit was really Clyde Edwards Hilaire
0: yeah and he got there on two scores um yeah it was he looks better I was, though I was heavy Josh Jacobs and pretty much knew that I was fighting an uphill battle after the first play of the first games because he fumbled and then Casey scooped it up and returned it for a touchdown. So I was like, oh, great. Uh, that's how today's going to yeah. go. Okay. I can go to bed now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me go start drinking.
1: All right. Well, that's going to pretty much do it for me unless you've got something else. Um, it's been a long couple of days and uh, I, uh, I think I'm ready for a nap.
0: Yeah, it was uh, pretty much the theme of the week, and and which did come to pass, kind of as predicted, was uh, question everything and and be less sure about the field's certainty than the field seemingly was, and
1: and and, it, and it, that the, the, that key thing did turn out to be right. Um, and if you, you you know there was, and we did have some nice winners this week on OWS, so. Uh, We'll be back at it at the end of the week and that will do it for Mark and I for this week. We will see you next week.